Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning: The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Drag Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And I, and I, um, we are back, man. Um, for the second time in a row, I had this great plan of uh, of a show that was all planned out, which Alexia has promised me that she's going to let me do next time. But today, we figured we would do a little bit of a grab bag show. Uh, so she's going to do some homework <laughs> and get all prepped up for it. But I think it's a good idea, right? Because I like how like- you blame me. Because I don't want to be you. prepared or something. I'm crediting <laughs> you. I'm giving you credit where it's due. Look, we have, look, to to your point, we have had uh, two episodes on Batman. And then we had two episodes on a on like a list of the favorite Star Trek characters. It's very kind of organized listy type stuff. So maybe it is time for like a little bit of a grab bag. And yeah. stuff and yeah, like, and just, just kind of hang like, out, just man. talk or whatever, and see what happens. But but look, I promise you guys, it's there's gonna be <laughs> and Star at some Trek. Point, in here. I think we'll talk about Star Trek. There's I, mean, I do have a I do have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, that <laughs> that that will be fun, but it's a little more freeform. Um, I hope you guys are gonna have a good time with us today. Um, so uh, let's just jump back in. Have you heard about what happened to Star Trek Discovery? Uh, no. So that sounds like news. <laughs> All right. So uh, so a few weeks ago. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, it was announced uh, that CBS is pushing back the release date of Star Trek Discovery to May. Oh, from February. So we're we're not about to get it anymore. Like that's and not going to happen. Why that is, other than they clearly there's something missing from the show, and it seems pretty clear to me that it must that that I am what's missing from the show, and they just don't know it yet. And so, really, CBS, get on that shit. You need to come find me. I'm not far. I mean, I am probably all the way across, you know, the United States from you. Sure. But but this is intergalactic. I mean, what's the other side right, of the I mean, world? Well, yeah, what is travel? across the fucking United States when we're talking about space and yeah. and shit? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is what CBS President Les Moonves had to say. He said, we've delayed our Star Trek launch till May. For those who think that's something to be worried about, let me assure you it's not. All right. Well, first of all, like Les Moonves, if it was a problem, would like talk to the news. I hey, know, guys. right? Like, would anybody just come out and be like, "So here's the deal. Shit, this is sucks. Fucked. It's terrible. Like, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's fucked. We need to just we need to go back to the beginning. Yeah, so, this is just not. Yeah, um, like in the history, you know, of time, like I could know. I'm trying to think of a time when when something got delayed, and they ever said it was because there was an issue. Like they ever like. Yeah, this movie's admitted. a piece of shit, and we just got to make it not a piece yeah, of shit like, anymore. You know what? We've we've been working on it, and then we looked at it, and then we were like, "Fuck, this is actually 
Now, granted, they de- they delayed they delayed <laughs> the Force Awakens. Force Awakens was supposed to come out uh, the summer of the year. It came out and came out in December, and that turned out to well, be very, very good. Well, that was because my birthday's in December, and they wanted that's to why. wait for that. It was a present I mean, for you. And that's fair. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, he goes on, uh, the producers came into my office last week and begged me. They said, begged him. <laughs> Please, Les. Please. Please. Don't make us do it now. We're bored. Like, we just want to play some Halo. That's Like, we'll suck your dick if you just let us have a little longer. Can we do like, it later? Can we turn it in later, tomorrow? Later. Please. Can we just do it later. Is that a long Can night? Stay? Yeah. <laughs> and begged me. They said, I, I almost cre- feel like, <laughs> what if they like, went into his office and it was like, the dog ate it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the dog ate it and, and shout out that shitty ship design. It's like, <laughs> and so we like, really clearly, we, clearly we weren't paying attention when we put that out because <laughs> everybody hates it. <laughs> so, so we really just need some time um, to uh, finish our projects before turning it in. Okay. So the producers came into my office last week and begged me. They said, we are creating an entire universe. You know how fanatical Star Trek fans are. Okay, look. It really so now, says that? Yes. He Shut says that that's what the producers no said. No way. It really says that. Like, so, I feel like that's been filterized. Like, I know. They came in and they were like, you know, Less. the fucking nerds of Star Trek. These, you know the fucking, fucking guys, fucking man. Nuts. Do you know what? They're so angry. <laughs> like like Brian Fuller and Nick Meyer are suddenly brand new to Star Trek. Like they're going, did you realize? <laughs> <laughs> there are whole conventions of them. They happen everywhere. Did you know that f- the fans of this shit are like, they're kind of nuts, man. Like they're, they're really like, into it. They're fanatical. <laughs> wait, wait. Here's the thing. The fans you know how are fanatical? Is that what it is? Fans <laughs> are fanatical. Fans is short for fanatic. That's what it's short for. It's kind of the way that that came about. The water is also wet. The sky is also up. I just thought, (laughs) you should know. You should know these things. We're creating this universe. We need a couple more months to get the effects right, to get the world right. Please let us have till May. Now, look, first of all, it's September. And I granted it's only a few months, but like. Like the effects necessary. I mean, it's not a few months. Well, no. Here's the thing: to get the October, November, December, to get the effects right, February, March, April, May. It's like that's like seven or eight months later. Here's the thing: here's the thing. It's not like they want um, you know, two or three. But even if they had to get it out by like Christmas, like they're they were shooting reshooting Rogue One like last week. (laughs) You know, like it's it's like they don't they don't need four months to get the effects right again. Clear. Then that's the that's the biggest thing that like that they're sitting around going the fucking effects aren't working. Like these are these are Star Trek <laughs> effects. They know how to do this. It looked pretty good. Like it looked pretty good by like fourth or fifth season of Next Gen. Like by the yeah. time they by the time they got to Voyager and Enterprise, it looked say what you will about the shows. They looked good. Yeah, you know, they, it wasn't they, like they just looked like crap. And and now we're and now we're all these years later. Like like seriously, they're trying to figure out how to do phasers, transporters, and ship flybys. Like like I mean, if that's true, then I think we've got bigger fucking problems. <laughs> you know or I mean? or maybe he's just maybe first of all, Les Moonves has never watched an episode of Star Trek, um, and and is just saying the word effects because to him it's like magic sauce. That oh, and uh, they have to make it go. Um, 
but to get the universe right, I think that maybe there's a shred of truth in there that they're like, look, man, please, please let us have till May. Please, Mr. Moonves. <laughs> now, look, <laughs> the picture that he's painting, Brian Fuller, successful producer, Brian Fuller and and Nick Meyer going essentially our effects aren't good and the universe isn't very good yet even though we've had a whole year to get ready for it and now it's not ready the fans are assholes please Mr. <laughs> Burbes please and it's kind of the picture that paints isn't it like it's, I know it doesn't sound good like whoever decided this guy should deliver this PR message um, yeah bad call you know yeah so because uh, it's my favorite with Star Trek which is the family jewels now hold on <laughs> Did he just compare Star Trek to his balls? Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope it's better than his balls. I mean, I haven't seen his balls. Maybe they're magical. Maybe they're, like, the most amazing-looking set of fucking balls. Are you saying you want to see more Moonves or less Moonves? Because <laughs> um, with Star Trek, which is the family jewels, I'd rather it be a few months late and great than early and not great. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, "Because we will suffer for it." <laughs> wow. So essentially, let's go through it. Producers came to office last week and begged, "We're creating an entire universe." You know how fanatical the Star Trek fans are. We're creating a universe. <laughs> we need more months to get the effects right, to get the world right. Please let us have till May with Star Trek Family Jewels for months late, because we will suffer for it. <laughs> suffer we will suffer if the effects are not up to par which is the real problem then the fans who are fanatical will show up and make us suffer <laughs> like they make so us sound like we're fucking terrorists this is arguably like, the worst press release like, in the history of press release i like i really want does this guy still have a job unless like, moonves yeah no that, he's gonna be fine i think you know what or i think less moonves because. I think I think Les Moonves is gonna be just fine. I think I think the guy in charge of like everything that we watch in the world, he's gonna be just fine. You know, maybe um, he's good at making decisions on all that stuff, but maybe we shouldn't let him talk. Yeah, no, press release is not his thing. You um, know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not, and it's admittedly not a lot of people's things. Like that's that shit's hard to do, um, and to not have it come out sounding like that. So. Yeah. I know. So it finishes. Uh, so we made the decision to give them the time to make their perfect Star Trek, which we were wildly anticipating. Fair enough. Uh, in addition, we have the Good Wife spinoff, which was going to be ready earlier. So basically, we just flipped their position on our calendar. Now, here's the thing. They're not even remotely the same kind of show. Yeah, but I'm OK with it, actually, because I would rather this CBS All Access thing be starting already before the i like if this thing is because i have i have this terrible feeling that that star trek all cbs all access is going to fail like i just have this uh, terrible feeling that there's not enough content on it for people to want to pay money for it and the thing i would hate the the most is for them to make all this star trek they put it on and it's seen as a failure because it can't pull in the viewers like if this thing the isn't service working really can't not because the show can't well, and here's the thing we know is that Supergirl started out on CBS and failed on CBS and they were perfectly willing to throw it over to the CW. And I feel like, honestly, if right now, if right now Star Trek belongs anywhere, it's on the CW, right? I mean, like, yeah, it, I got to say, I mean, I've, I've started watching it and 
because it's now of course on Netflix mm-hmm. and I, I, I want to believe that the things that are wrong with that show are, are CBS's fault. Yeah. Like I want to believe that, that their tone deafness about like female superheroes. It does. Everything I've seen about it does seem like a group of old white men sitting around a table dictating how the show should be. Yeah, like, I feel it, like because I mean, because there are absolutely moments of good writing in that show and there are choices that I like and there are th- are things that I there are clearly things that I like about it, you know, um, which is not to say everything that 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 CW does is great. I love Arrow, but I know very much that I'm in the, the in the minority there. But people really? do love people. People yeah, don't people don't like Arrow. I thought Arrow people was liked Arrow. Successful. There's there's a real sense that Arrow has gone downhill. Um, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I haven't seen the latest. <clears throat> I, I, I always dig it, but the Flash is spectacular, and Legends of Tomorrow is great. Um, and yeah, just I haven't ter- seen any Legends of Tomorrow. I do like the Flash. Um, and and here's the thing: the like, I do think that at, in the later seasons of the Arrow, things have gotten a little out of hand. But um, like in the beginning, so much about it was so good, and I feel like this has sort of the inverse problem where much of it is like why did you make that choice oh and did she really just say that it just seems because i because i skipped out until the flash crossover which is later in the season so i watched the premiere and uh i didn't and i didn't care and then i watched the flash crossover and everything with her and the flash was great but i didn't care um about her stuff and I liked the weird thing is I liked most of the characters. I liked the sister. I liked James yeah, Olsen. I, I liked her. Si- I yes, liked I love the Flockhart. sister. Like I liked, she doesn't I liked bother all of it. me. Like, I, the and I and I and I dig the decision for the original Supergirl and 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 for you know Lois and Clark Superman to be their, their her parents on Earth. I, I yeah, dug that I, as a decision. Um, and I and I and at first, like when they first met, you know, Jimmy Olsen, I was like, I don't know how I feel about him being hunky hunky guy but then i was like you know what that's actually kind of cool like poor jimmy olsen's always got to be doofy guy and it's no, kind except, of except in batman v superman where he's on the screen for like two seconds and then they murder him oh was he in that movie I'm yeah so no sorry. he's the first guy that the terrorists kill at the very beginning of the movie oh he's like, okay so, he's know, like this really is my photographer so and they're like he's the one who brings the camera that that's like really a tracking device blah 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 he's like i'm james olsen i'm working with the cia bam bam dead like Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. My my point being, like, we've I I was like, I don't know about this, but the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? That's actually kind of cool. Give let's give Jimmy let like like let him be let him be the hunk, you know. Which of course means I want her to not be with him because I always it, inevitably I was actually just talking about this with Mister A when we were watching the show. I was like, I want her to be with the, her dorky friend. Like that's usually the guy. Sure. Well, I go that's what for. you want, right? When that's, I watch that's... a show. It's it's the it's the funny, like kind. You know, he's cute, but he's not pretty. Like that guy is. But that's the season guy that one, like. Buffy, right? I mean, that's you know, Buffy's in love with Angel, who's the hunky guy who's not right for her, while secretly behind the scenes, Xander's in love with Buffy. Like that's you know. Yeah, I that- love, and that's different though because I love Xander and I love and I, and maybe that's the key right there. Like, so if if I'm gonna like hunky guy, because the only other hunky guy I dig, of course, is, is Stephen Amell, is is the Arrow, and it's. 
You know what it is? It's because he's so tortured and broody. So if I'm going to dig hunky guy, he's got to be And let's broody. be clear. He can't that, be happy hunky guy. Happy hunky guy, I don't care about. That <laughs> and the salmon ladder. I mean, I'm like. Oh, like, my I'm, God. I'm I a know. straight dude. Here's the I'm thing. A, I don't care dude, ser- how straight you are. Like, and, and it's no not way. that it turns me on, but it turns me on to know how much it turns on Mrs. J. So, like, sometimes I'll watch it and, like, one of us will run off to, like, brush our teeth or something when, like, the ad pops up on Hulu. Not that it'll be on Hulu anymore, although I have an update about that. Um, uh, so she'll be in the bathroom or something and he'll start doing the salmon letter. We go, honey, 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 he's doing it. Come in quick, 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 quick. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll just stop, like, like the toothpaste, like, dripping out of her mouth. You have to just, watch him do it. It's, it's too, oh my gosh. You just got to do the salmon letter. Like, and I, you I should know just what? do the show. Did you know he has a brother? I know he's a cousin. Oh, is that his cousin? He looks like his brother because the guy looks exactly like him. The Firestorm from The Flash? Yeah. Is it Firestorm from The Flash? Yeah, the original Firestorm from The Flash is his brother. What's his name? Um, Robbie ML. Robbie ML. Okay. Yep. In that, I didn't see it as much, but I just watched a movie on Netflix, which you've, if you've not seen, being a fan of Star Trek and sci-fi in general, you should absolutely watch. It's called Ark. A-R-Q. Huh, no. um, All right. And it, it has him in it. And it, it's crazy because like there are whole shots in that film where it's like a close-up on him. And, and it's like you could swear it's Steven. Like his hair That's is really just a little too dark. Like he's got the same huh. haircut, the same five o'clock shadow. Like he looks just like him. It's no, in the, in the Flash, I mean, they've they've been together. Like in the Flash, he's, he's Firestorm. He's her, you know, her husband who, you know, you know, dies and stuff. It's like, been it's, a while since I've seen The Flash because they haven't had new episodes up on Netflix yet. So um, yeah, about that. But the, but the, on, what, but the what, show, the, the the movie arc is is seriously, it's really really good. It has him in it, and it has the chick um, from Six 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 Park Avenue, which I really enjoyed that show. It was a real bummer that it got canceled. Um, but basically, they like he keeps like something is happening. They're getting like I don't know robbed or whatever. And the day keeps restarting, like, so he dies and then, like, wakes up, but he remembers that he was just killed and he's trying to figure out how to stop the events. Ooh, it's, it's like, it's like it's, evil Groundhog Day. It, it is. And it's like start, that Star Trek episode when they keep looping and they're trying to find out why. And, like, it's, it's a lot of these really cool concepts and it's dark and it's gritty and it's really, really fucking good. I highly recommend it. Very cool. Anyway, about the CW, about the CW, about, my, about the my, Flash. What's my, up? Well, no, I was going to say my fondest wish is for star trek is that it would end up on the cw because when it when supergirl failed on cbs and it wasn't pulling in the ratings the great thing about cw is cw is like we'll pick it up it's all within the family they're able to pull it over and now it, supergirl's continuing on a different network where i feel it belongs where I, that, where hopefully well because you know what it's not the effect it's not like the problems with the super well and here's show. the thing though they're they're cutting the budget in half and that's something that cw knows how to do and if you watch legends of tomorrow which is an expensive show there's a lot of effects but if you look at what they're able to do with firefly which is less expensive like like i guess what i'm saying is that is that i hope and there's a weird thing to hope i hope cbs all access fails before may i hope that the show is so pushed that star back. trek is not wind up yeah there yeah, yeah, I see I would that. love for it to be on the CW because it just seems to fit, doesn't it? Like it just like like all your all your favorite superhero shows and the sci-fi show and next gen or, or and Star Trek all here in one spot. It seems like you'd have a yeah, lot of spillover I mean, from one to the other. Yeah, I mean, the CW used to be like I don't know the the shows they they used to t- to do were were you know honestly to me felt I mean it was like Vampire Diaries, this vacuous shit, and and I watched that show obviously regardless because um. 
you know, Damien. But like sure, yeah. the Boom from thing, Lost. Boom from Lost. <laughs> Sorry. That's not what I think of him is because I watched <laughs> He's Boom from Lost. I mean, I'm clear that's that he did that role as well. In any case, one day um, I'm going to write a metal song about Boone from Lost. <laughs> about Booth from about Boone from Lost. About about, and it's going to be from the point of view of a husband <laughs> who comes in and finds out his wife is obsessed with Damon from the Vampire Diaries, and won't accept that that's Damon, and is mad at his wife for being obsessed with Boone from Lost. <laughs> Stop. She's like Boone from Lost, Boone from Lost, Boone from. I can just I hear the song. It's like I know it's going to happen. I can't. I don't even know what to say to that, but I would listen I to it. Anyway, um, but I can't. Like the show is, like the effects are great, and I have to say, like you know, seeing these, like these battles, uh, like these fo- these flying fights, like that's fucking cool. Like getting to to see that on a TV show, no less. But I feel like it's maybe spending so much time on like, isn't it cool that we can do this thing that like sometimes the best they can come up with is you mean girl. Like, really? Like, yeah. you know that that like, like just a few lines before that Calista Flockhart has this great lines. Like, great. You have the wit of a YouTube commenter. Can we do this? Like, and it's, and it's like, that's fucking funny. And that's a good line. And it's like, so how do, how do those both exist mere moments apart? So I don't know who, it comes up with some of these things and why and 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 what really i think my biggest beef and i and i feel like this is again not having your pulse on like what people want to actually see i'm trying to think of some of of some other superhero show where the superhero starts out and is like complete fucking like failure like just an awkward mess and that doesn't really happen it's like of course so when we have this female superhero what i don't know do? i would say i would say that the the spider-man at first that's that they there's absolutely a whole arc like in the first spider-man movie like the first third but that was a movie i'm yeah, talking but I get about it. Shows. I, I get the but here's the, i guess the difference being that she was not discovering her powers she knew her powers right she's no she'd had it for her whole like the whole 12 years that she'd been on the planet and like not even her, her powers, but like there was a particular, I don't know which episode it was. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen this episode. She has to like move a tanker from like this place that's gonna, that's gonna like start it on fire. And so instead of, I don't know, thinking like a person, right? Which theoretically she's been doing for most of her life on Earth. She's been not doing super things. She's been being like a person. It's always easier to push than it is to pull. So she doesn't get behind this ship and push it out of the way. She pulls on it, cracking it open and spilling oil all over in the water. I'm like, really? Like, why? Why are we making her so incompetent? And the thing is, she's really cute when she's like being her, like not Supergirl and and being kind of awkward and adorable. And it's like, that's fun and that's great. But I don't understand why. And, And the whole focus where everything is about her cousin is like, okay, we get it. They're related. Can we stop talking about it? Can it stop? And Jimmy was sent there to keep an eye on her. And well, you know, in season two, stuff. season two is Superman's in it. So, um, I mean, here's the thing. I can be okay with her being incompetent. If, if they show her, you know, in sort of a Batman begins type of way where she goes out and she fails and she goes home and she like there's this whole sec- section of Batman Begins where he's going out and trying shit and it's not working. And then you see him back in the Batcave, like making adjustments to what he does. So I'm I'm all for there being the first three or four episodes where she's not all that good at it. 
and she is like going back and going, okay, so I have to keep in mind when I, I've never had to lift a tanker before. So when I do this, this is what I'm going to do differently. And I don't mind watching characters fail as long as they have agency. But if she's just like out there failing, oh no, I failed, then that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's the ways in which she fails. Like, I think that there are ways in which she could have failed that would make sense to me and wouldn't be this whole, like, like the part where, and, and this was something again, that I feel like was a, a good idea and a good concept. And then when they executed on it, like failed miserably in that, you know, she's got super strength. And so doesn't really know how to fight though. Right. So when she's actually up against these, you know, aliens that have gotten out, so to speak, she's not really in a position. That's a pretty fair fight. Like, yeah, your super strength against random person, probably going to be fine. You cannot like this. The fact of your super strength and invulnerability is going to be enough nine times out of ten. But the fact that she's not always fighting those and she doesn't know how to fight and she's relying on the fact that I'm super like that's not enough. But I could see her thinking that right. Thinking it's as simple as that. And then her sister in the whole room and like doing the thing and trying to teach her how to fight. Um, but just the way it was executed was horrible. They had this horrible music playing and then they circled each other and then she did this thing. And then, and then later she remembers this one thing when she's fighting her aunt Astra and it's enough to stop her. Like I, it's like, what? That was just a missed opportunity because I agree with it in, in concept. And, and then I do at least in that scene, there was a, a saving grace, which is that, you know, dude man shows up uh and and she's all like you you can't your puny weapons can't hurt me and he's like don't be so sure like stabs her with like a kryptonian dagger and, and like uh fucking it's fantastic because she's like what because that's the only reason she would have fled so then there are those moments that are good and then there are moments when she's having the, like the talk with jimmy about you know my, my cousins has been going it alone this whole time and there's there's strength and unity and that whole thing and, and accepting help from others. And, and I'm like, well, that's actually really cool. So they're like these nuggets of goodness in that show. Uh, but sure. a lot of it, it upsets me. Well, I'm hoping again, you know, it's the, the shift over to CW. I would love if shifting over to CW, she found herself in like some kind of alternate universe so she can be part of the flash timeline. And I'll grant writing any of the super things. And I'll say this about Batman v Superman. I'll say this, but like only Donner ever really quite got it quite right with Superman. And like, and even then there are aspects of Superman and Superman two that don't entirely work for this one reason. Superman is all powerful and all good. And it is, you know, a, when you're writing television, which is different than writing comics, comics can just be grand adventure all the time. But there is, it's like, it's gotta be hard when you're coming up with stories. You know, I can't imagine going, I have to come up with 26 stories in the next nine months about this all powerful woman and what could possibly vex her. Because ultimately <laughs> you can do three or four stories about how she's, concerned that she can't save both her friend and the city that's the first thing you do right you you know the the choice she has to make there's the drama that she has to either choose her friend or the city but like ultimately like it's it, i'm sure it's got to be a problem writing long term for a show like that when you have a character who is nigh unbeatable 
And when Snyder tried to do it with Man of Steel, the problem he ran into is he said, okay, that's simple. We'll just give, give him an enemy who is also nigh unbeatable. Well, the fact is when you have those two people meet, you're just going to have wanton destruction because that's going to happen when two nigh unbeatable people run into each other. So I, I wanted like, clearly they have to do something in order yeah. to create. But that being said, and this is kind of true for the three networks, and I don't want to slam the three networks, but I, I would say that if you look at ABC's handling of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a really, really good show. Absolutely. And, but compared to like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, it feels very safe. It does feel more corporate. There's more of the Disney gloss on it um, than there is on those shows, which feel more daring in what they're willing to do and what they're able to do. And I think that when you have a network, I think that, you know, the bigger the network, and these are the big three, big four, I guess, if you count Fox, if you have a big network, every decision is going to be made on a corporate level. Yeah, Whereas, and I think that's what happened. What ends up being a problem because I, I, it, it feels like that the people who are writing the show that are doing the show have these ideas, right? And then it has to get filtered through this focus this groups, corporate focus groups, yeah, ladder, and then something happens. Like, because well, the other it- big problem I have with that show is the fucking the remakes of old eighty songs that are just horrible, that are like playing mm-hmm. to like try to make you feel a thing. And yeah, well, just, licensing rights are very, very expensive. It's just, um, the, but like tonally, it's wrong. Yeah, right. No, it's I mean, not I, even that. It's this. I. It's. It's. It feels like Dawson's Creek, Supergirl. Those moments. That's how it lands. Sure. And I. And that. That feels very much like a corporate decision. Like that's not the people who wrote the show going. Oh, you know, it would be perfect right here. But then well, I just. I. I. Again, I hope. I hope that you know. Getting back to Star Trek, I hope that that given that it is supposed to be the centerpiece of CBS, CBS all access, that's what really concerns me. That scares me that, that I agree. It's, I, I it is that fear. It's treating it that like when it's such an important commodity that's supposed to launch CBS into the internet era. I mean, that's really what they're trying to do. Yeah. Use Star Trek to launch CBS in the same way that Voyager was, was meant to launch a CBS network, UPN, right? A, a, another network. That was what Voyager Voyager was the first show released on UPN. Like it was that was the launch of UPN and and like I just feel like they're going to be an aversion to taking risks, whereas it should be whereas it should be if this is going to be the Internet version of CBS, this is should be where it allows itself. Yeah, where they should feel free to do crazy shit because you're not going to be hamstrung by the limitations of being on, you know, sort of primetime TV you've got certain things that you can do certain things that you can't do like it's it's an internet thing so I, what i'd love for it to wind up being is like a showtime slash hbo treatment of star trek yeah agreed like agreed. that or, or even awesome. if you can't if you can't make it that raw you know a like a like an amc or a tnt you know what i mean like you have yeah like you've got a little more freedom the fact that les moonves himself is releasing a press release about the delay of Star Trek shows his involvement. And I don't, I like, and that concerns me considering what he said in the press. He's a deft (laughs) businessman, you know, but he's a a place for that guy. guy. They're like, he's necessary. I get it. But the thing is be deft at business and let the creative people do the creative shit. And you do the business. You get them the money and then let them do their thing. Speaking of, um, 
I want to jump back to a subject from a few episodes ago. We were bemoaning um, Hulu, right? That Hulu was no longer going to have uh, CW shows. Right. And and what was I going to do? What was I going to do? Well, it looks like CW is going to have an app. And the CW is going to have an app. There are going to be ads, but it's going to be totally free. Um, uh, no subscription, no sign-in. You just watch it on the app. And uh, they're going to have the latest episodes uh, on the app. Um, and the app will work with, uh, from what I understand, um, at least with Chromecast, which is what I use. And I, you know, I haven't looked up whether or not it'll work with PlayStation or Xbox, which I know a lot of people use. Um, but it's worth, it's worth checking into to see, um, if the app will work because I like, that's going to be the way that like, I now will be able to watch, uh, my CW shows, which means the cable box that I, I had bought, I had got a cable box and I've been paying for TV for the last three months, which my, my cable bill turned into like an $180 a month. It was crazy. It was crazy. Well, I got it, rid of it, man. That's just it went so from 80. Expensive. Well, that's thing. I got it back for the Olympics and I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to keep this to watch my, my favorite shows. Cause I was starting to do the math. I was like, well, I watched like four. If I'm going to have to catch up on Supergirl now, that's, that's four shows at three dollars a piece every week that's nearly a hundred dollars what am i getting like i was like like or i could wait but then that's like that's my whole year of like tv watching i don't have alternate shows to watch so blah 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 what do i mean do now knowing i can watch it all for free um i can return the fucking cable box and be happy well so, so will it be starting with the like the most for like the first episode of the most recent season or will it be the way that Hulu was only the like past five or you know eight episodes? I don't know. That's a really great question. Um, if I go to I'm going to go to CW.com while I'm right here uh, and let's see what they have if I go to CW.com, um, which, well, it's not working so far because <laughs> I might even do that. You know what I mean? If that was the case, like I would, I would be willing to to sit through, potentially sit through ads, uh, if I could watch it on my, you know, my PlayStation or my, um, my Xbox. Yeah. Although well, I mean, it's I do find it frustrating. Like the, do you don't you don't have a PlayStation? So have you watched Powers at all? I haven't watched Powers. By the way, it looks like it says a Roku, Chromecast, AirPlay, Apple TV, Xbox, Amazon Fire TV, Android, and iOS. Okay, well, so Xbox, which is um, not as, in my opinion, if I, it's not as good control-wise. And here, PS4. so I'm looking at uh, Arrow, and I'm looking at what they have, blah, blah, blah. Stay, stay with me real quick. Um, it looks like I only see a few. No, they have, I have to explore it. Um, <laughs> it, it looks like it only has the last five episodes. Yeah, that's what I sort of expected. But now that you've now that you're, if you can catch up on them though, in the next, but how would know, I catch up on them? I, I have the only. It's way all I on all. Is, it's all on Netflix. Everything up to like last season is all on Netflix now. Right. So, but last, like, I have to wait until. No, I've you don't. You the can last season. You can watch the last season is all on Netflix now. Right, but what episode are they on now? None. They 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 don't start till October. Okay, but but the new episodes haven't hit haven't hit yet. I haven't seen new episodes pop up on Netflix yet. Yeah, that's what, no. Last season is all on Netflix, and the next season has not started yet. So you could catch completely up on Netflix, and then when the and show is on, on Netflix, I've seen all of. But all right, so that's that's. But I don't think you're correct. I think that there's a season 
that's not on there. I think season four was last season. So have you seen the season when it, where he wanted to be mayor? No, that's what I'm saying. That's not. I think there. look on new Netflix again. I think you'll see that it says new episodes. Okay. Anyway, this is, we can have this conversation offline. Hey, let's have a conversation about we you could, watching yes. Netflix. Uh, <laughs> greatest show. We told you it's a grab bag, man. <laughs> anyway, look. We did we say just, that. We're just gonna fucking watch watch the internet together. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go watch the internet, huh? Shall we? Um, hey, I watched a movie. Um, that I want to give a quick mini movie review. Uh, I watch Yoga Hosers. Um, what which is, is that? It's Kevin Smith's latest film. Um, the critics hate it. The critics just absolutely despise the film. And really? I even get why they would because they're they're not the audience for this this film. Kevin Smith made a PG thirteen film, which is like the first one since Jersey Girl that he did. That is made for he said he wanted to make a film for tween girls. That's what he wanted to do. And so it is. Uh, it, it is silly and fun and and positive in a way that reminds me of old like 80s comedies that you remember there were like movies yeah. like secret of my success or or you oh, know yeah. what i mean that didn't never had to like that's a fluffy movie it's not a good movie it's Whatever. not a serious it's movie totally it's not, no hear movie. me out hear me out it's not a like stick with you film it's a movie that's just meant to pleasantly pass an hour and a half of your life with a big old grin on your face and that is that's absolutely valuable but it's not like you know it's not the last emperor or Schindler's List or something. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's sure, but it's, like not. Here's the thing: like things like that. Like I can't only watch, but once, maybe twice. Like it, you know, and it's certainly the kind of thing you recommend to a person. Like, oh my gosh, you have to see this thing. But I tell you what, nobody is 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 coming home and just like, man, I really got to watch some sh- some well, Schindler's I, List. And here's the thing: you know, right? like you just I, you're not ever really in that place emotionally. Mrs. Where, J you know, be and great I went to see a bunch of people die. Mrs. J and I went to go see Sausage Party, um, as I mentioned before, and it was by all like in terms of laughs per minute funnier than uh funnier than yoga hosers and i'm going to go back to ghostbusters sausage party is funnier than ghostbusters now hear me out because it has more jokes and the jokes are incisive in fact it's like watching south park their south park is funny funnier than a lot of other things because the jokes are there you laugh harder but it's a little bit mean and it's a little bit you know it's it's a little bit edgy and whatnot ghostbusters isn't that funny there aren't a ton of jokes it is a movie that just kind of makes you grin the whole time and it's not like the new the the version of comedy that there is now is that they're really and look our movie is guilty of this as anything else so i'm I'm not gonna like i'll put us under the same bus it's about jokes per minute jokes per minute jokes per minute like like how how hard can you get the audience laughing all the time whereas this goes back to that old sort of 80s style of there aren't a ton of jokes. It's not funny. It's silly. And you don't necessarily laugh all the time when things are silly. You just kind of got a big old grin on your face. Or it's just it's just fun. You know, like don't it's, tell mom yeah. the babysitter's dead. It's a fun movie. Yeah, but it's you not know? funny all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Like it it couldn't stand up to recent comedies if you were to judge by the laughing response of the audience. And it's because it's doing a different thing. Yoga Hosers, in my opinion, is goes back to that. It's really stupid. It's really dumb. It's about uh, two clerks at a convenience store uh, who are not even supposed to be here today. And yes, ah. of course, that line is in the movie. Um, yes. uh, who uh, who are tween girls 
um, who, uh, while they're being forced there, uh, end up getting attacked by um, the can the the freeze basically the the cryogenically frozen Canadian Nazi uh, who tried to take over Canada and uh, his army of clone uh, bratwursts uh, that are filled with sauerkraut that are alive and trying to kill you and kill you by climbing up your butt and they're called bratsies and they're all played by kevin smith and it's just this sort of wow. ridiculous silly That's thing they beat him, they they beat him up with hockey sticks and there's a it, it's it, it's just silly and fun and and just real positive there's like no snark to it like it's like there's no snark to it and even like a couple of days later i was just like i think back in that movie and i just go huh that was kind of fun um if you're looking for any kind of like quote unquote quality, right? If you mm-hmm. like, I think we we live in a world of five guys now. You know, we live in a world of 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 Chipotle's and Cafe Rio, where our 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 fast food has become fancy. Our fast food has become <laughs> delicious and wonderful, and and you know, and Sausage Party is by all like all explanations a better movie than Yoga Hosers, except. There's something to be said for a nice fluffy McDonald's cheeseburger sometimes. And and this harkens back to that. So I, for a certain group of people, and maybe the kind of group of people who would like our show, I can't recommend the movie. It's on Flix Fling, which is the only annoying thing about it because it has a limited theatrical run. And clearly part of the deal they got to make their money back is they signed an exclusive deal with this like streaming internet company that has like no selection. So I signed up for one month and I'm going to unsign up for one month because it's I searched their collection. And, <laughs> like literally like there's nothing, nothing to watch on it and it won't wow. play on some things like it won't play on the Xbox one, but it will play on the 360. Um, what? Um, yeah, it's just it's it's not a good service. But clearly they were like, you know, the people at Flix thing were like, you know, signed a deal to help get the movie financed and great. And I, that's how I watched it. Um so it's worth taking the time to do if you just like, especially like, you know, I kicked back a couple of drinks and like was just, you know, smi- <laughs> smiling my face off. Just a a fun. And I like that. They, like, I like the idea of a fun movie because our movie even has a bunch of snark too, right? Like our movie has snark and our movie has, has, you know, a lot of jokes and we're really trying to be funny and extreme a lot of the time. And like, it's fun to watch a movie that is just almost unabashedly innocent um in its silliness um so that's it doesn't like from the plot that you're describing it doesn't sound like that would be what it is but i i would i would certainly give it a watch it'll be it'd be interesting like 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 it's when i say it's about the bratsies that want to climb up your butt and kill you but you can destroy them by like and and the scene with them getting destroyed is very much like the gremlins attack scene like you're just kind of taking them out when they explode they explode into uh into sauerkraut okay. and it's just and it's just like just they, the they're idea all... that they're trying to to get up your butt to kill you seems not it seems nice. very kevin smith just like and now they're gonna it's not like they show them crawling into your butt they just you know a lot of a lot of shots of like them crawling up behind someone and then the person like like doing the cross-eyed look at the camera like ooh, you know it's uh-huh. it's it's that stuff. It's silly. And Johnny Depp's in it again as Guy Lapointe. I don't know if and if you saw T- do you see Tusk? No. You haven't seen Tusk? No. Do you know Tusk. what Tusk is? No. Oh, it's Kevin Smith's uh last film starring Justin Long, where it's a horror movie. Um, and it's where there's a man who captures Justin Long who's a podcaster, and uh and uh 
takes him into the basement and uh, bit by bit starts to cut him up and turn him into a walrus to keep him company. And by the end of the movie, he's a walrus. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous film. And it's and there are points of it that are kind of disturbing. And I again, it's not for everyone. But these characters, these two girls from Yoga Hosers and Johnny Depp as Goy LaPointe is in that. And this is his second one of those three that is about uh, that. That is that that is a PG-13 like a PG thirteen horror movie, you know, like the like the eighty style, huh. Gre- Gremlins, Ghoulies, that sort of thing, right? Uh huh. And then his third one is going to be called Ready Moose Jaws, and what it is, it's Jaws, but with a moose. That's <laughs> <laughs> his next movie. It's going to be a moose. Moose Jaws. It's they're all in Canada. They all take place in Canada. So this is going to be <laughs> Moose Jaws. It's going to have these characters again, Guy Lapointe and the Colleen's from Yoga Hosers. And from what I understand, in Moose Jaws, Jay and Silent Bob actually show up too. Oh, too. So it's I ridiculous. just cannot imagine a moose. Like the thing is, this, uh, a shark is just like inherently scary. Oh, I think like, that's the joke, even... right? That's the joke. It's it's it's. He's he said it's gonna he's gonna do his best to play. That's it totally like it st- being like the attack of the baby seals. Like yeah, yeah. it's just <laughs> what? What um, did you do that for? <laughs> but uh, but again, a lot of people say the Kevin Smith's fallen off. Um, and and this movie has been just lambasted. People have said this movie's the end of Kevin Smith. I can tell you. I really I mean, all, the, the talk like that is that it's like here's the thing like very few filmmakers never make a bad movie you know well and like I think ever. in this case like he's he's clearly just making the shit he wants to make I and mean, that's the yeah, thing and, and there's nothing wrong with that but there's this idea that there's some high bar that you've got to hit you well know? no but I mean yeah it's like if you've ever made a good movie then Every movie after that that you make had better be fucking good. Well, people are. I mean, people are saying that his movies gotten worse and worse and worse. And I look. I went and watched. Uh, I went and rewatched um, part of Chasing Amy the other day. And mm-hmm. uh, and like certainly there are qualities in that that don't like the the heart the 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 heart of those films the of of the View Askew films that are really there the sweetness of it maybe there it's not there as much now it's just silly but like. Kevin said in his podcast, he goes, the reason I made a movie about about Nazi bratwurst that want to climb up, cl- climb up your butt and control you is because if I don't make it, nobody's going to make that fucking movie. So like I made the movie just because I was like, oh, that's an idea. I want that movie to exist. And so I'm going to make it. And I love that the idea of someone who just goes out and does that. I mean, that's oh, why we sure. made our, our dirty I, I Star mean, Trek podcast movie. It's like, I'm not sure. I watched it again recently because Mr. A had never seen it. And I was like, that's not fine. And it was on the Netflix. And I was like, you have to watch this. It's really fucking good. And it's a really fucking good movie, in my opinion. Like, it's- Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's arguably his best film. Like, in terms of, like, quality films, I like I like Clerks 2 the best. Um, that but one ter- I still haven't seen, man. Oh, dude. Clerks 2 it's is... it's never the- on the Netflix, and it's not, like, the kind of thing that's just jumping out at you. Come over, man. We'll story. watch it. It's a lot of it's a great film. It's not that I don't want to see it. You know, you know, to be clear, it's not at all that I don't want to see it. It's just there's a lot out there. I want to talk real days. quick before we go about um about yeah, what about uh, your Star Trek week? What, how, what did you do Trek this uh, other than find out about uh, Discovery? Well, I mean, my 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 Trek week is and I don't want to double up from last week's episode in that uh, we went to Intervention. Um, 
and it was. Oh, okay, it, but I mean, you have been, have you watched any though, or like? Okay, so can... so people can so people can see behind the curtain. It's really only been like three days <laughs> since since we recorded. I haven't done a lot since. Um, just because I've have. been I've been Ha-ha. I've been working and stuff. Oh, you have. Well, hold on. I'm going to finish up about intervention and about sort of the follow up from intervention. Um, I uh I had a really extraordinary time after the show was done on Twitter. I actually I've never gone on Twitter. I'm at Ninja Director on Twitter, and I and I rarely do anything, but I was just kind of tweeting everything that was going on at intervention and stuff. And darn it, if a Renee Abijanois didn't post a picture of him hanging out with my kids, and then my wife uh posted back to him and goes goes you were so sweet and he posted back like the next day going it was such a pleasure meeting your son he was so fun and creative um and at the same time Juliet Landau from Buffy like continues to retweet stuff and 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 has tweeted me back about a couple of things and then even while I was watching yoga hosers and I was kind of riding high on that whole thing and mm-hmm. and and I during yoga hosers I start tweeting Kevin Smith and Justin Long and uh Ralph Garman who's in it and damned if they don't all like like my like my tweets and and tweet me back. Um, it was just like I got to like interact. I had a weekend of interacting with like the world that seems you know far to me. And I understand. I had somebody say to me, "Go, go, Justin." Like, like that's I. Someone said to me that that's like what you are to us. Like in that <laughs> I'm I'm the guy who makes movies and stuff. And and from I guess from a normal person's point of view, that's that's me like i'm i'm in that world from a normal person's point of view but from that world's point of view i am so far from that fucking world i know right <laughs> so um, not <laughs> um so not so like so so like i i walked away just feeling like maybe maybe that's why i like the movie so much so it's like odo and drusilla and barkley and and kevin smith and ralph garman justin long they all love me so maybe that's why i've been <laughs> such a good mood so that i don't have much of a trek week except to say that you know that's no I, that's awesome like yeah. getting that like interacting like and, and you know me i don't do the twitters and the thing i'm so bad at all of that stuff but um and i know you've not traditionally been particularly up on the twitter but i guess you will be now like that's positive reinforcement like <laughs> sort of i've sort of only gone on twitter lately just to see if anybody else is saying my name <laughs> i hate to say because face facebook is my facebook is is where i spend most of my time um so yeah what was your track week what have you been doing um well actually this uh earlier today i was watching some some next gen episodes uh All right, which it's one? so funny because, you know, you go to watch, like, one episode, like, like at least if you're me. So it's like, all right, I'm going to watch, going to watch an episode, and, and then I'm going to do this thing, right? Like, whatever thing I think I have planned. <laughs> and then, because it's not, like, work, right? It's not, typically, it, it's not I have to leave and go to this job or do whatever. What happens is, well, that was such a great episode. Well, I'll just, I'll just let the next one start so that it's, you know, so that it's already begun. And then and then uh, and then I'll stop like after the credits Uh, and then and then that turns into watching another episode and then it's like, okay, but for real this time, I'll just I'll just watch through to the to the credits. Like three episodes in you're like okay you just i just need to stop now there, there's something i'm supposed to be doing that's not this um because it's like i just i hit like several really good ones in a row i just i started with uh the the episode with with q big human and then oh my gosh yes right like it's just such a great episode Human data in that and, and the he has the greatest lines this is getting on my nerves now that i have them you know that's <laughs> 
he's got so many good like i think probably my one of my favorite moments in that episode is is when he describes to picard he's like the strangest thing happened i started to like my body wasn't functioning properly and then and and then i just and i didn't i felt weak and 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 then i lost consciousness he's like he fell asleep yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was just it, i'd never heard it described that way but it's amazing you know what i mean like that's what's so cool about that episode is that you have this character who goes from being ostensibly a god right and being made mere mortal and i just i wonder if the like the writers just had a fucking blast writing about being a a normal just like human everyday human well being. i mean that's the thing you right? had that's no the, frame the, of the cipher into humanity we love that in star trek that's why we love data and spock and the doctor and stuff like we love that in star trek where somebody who's not human looks at what it's like to be human if you really think about what would falling asleep be like to someone who has no idea what that's like that's because it is kind of bizarre that we we are totally functional like a third two-thirds of the time and then suddenly we become completely unable to function and weak and we essentially go through a little death. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe wrote, and I only know this because it's before uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 because it's not because I'm a great Poe fan, except for you. You're a good Poe. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, but he did wrote, uh, sleep those little slices of death, how I loathe them. Like, like that's there. it's true that, that when you go to sleep, if you had never experienced sleep, it would be fucking terrifying. Right? Like you would be like you would think you were dying or something. It's crazy. Like I just but hearing that stuff through a, a new person person's perspective, it's so interesting. It takes something, it's trivial. Like we sleep every day, it's no big deal. And like we eat every day and it's no big deal. And there are these huge scenes around it that are amazing. It's just amazing storytelling. And and of course you, know, you got the little uh, Corbin Burson uh, cameo at the end, which is always fun. I know it's just <laughs> all seeing, all knowing. Wait, what? What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? Hey, hey, I know you. Um, um, and and getting to have this rare moment of Q being, you know, not just a douche because he's fun and we love Q, but he's he's you know kind of a dick. And well, I, he, said, I mean, that's you know, where, that's another where great the, moment is when he's like, what must I do to, to convince you? And Worf goes, die. die. <laughs> like, as only Worf can, like, just completely deadpan. It's fantastic. It's a great episode. And then the episode after that um, is, and now that I'm so wrapped up in that, I can't remember what the episode after that was, except that it was good. It was a good episode. <laughs> Well, it's just terrible, but it was, it was really, it was really quite, quite awesome. And now I don't remember what it was called and what happened. I do want to go talking about the Q episode. I do want to go back to go. I think that's where the worm turned on Q, right? He Q said some funny things, but from that episode forward, he's kind of the comedy guy, except for the final episode of next gen. Um, from that episode forward, like he shows up and he does Robin Hood and he shows up and he shows shows, you know, Picard his life. And by that ep- by that episode, Q is really like mostly I feel like by the time he's showing up though and, and doing his life, I think that it's he's not just fucking around. 
He's not, but but here's the thing. He's not, but he is. Like like the the Picard who introduces like like the Enterprise to the Borg would not show up with flowers and go flowers. Is there a Jean Luc Picard like that? That's something that season two Q would never do. But in but you know the the way that that Q is not just showing Picard his life, but also kind of fucking with him the whole time. Yeah, Sleepy, but in the end, alone. like it's it's like this episode. In the end, because they stuck up for him and they were ready to risk themselves for him, he, I think it absolutely changes his character fundamentally and makes him. Yeah, I think I, I think it changes his character both both textually, like within the show, his character changes. I also think it's the writers going, oh. You can have him be much more puckish, much more of an imp than he was before. Like before he was he was designed to be like a scary god character who sometimes said funny things, but they changed him into a little bit more of a, you know, of you know who what he's like? He's like the the little fucking alien on the Flintstones who can show up. Hello, dum dum. Flintstones? Yeah, yeah, there was this little alien that would come up and taunt uh Fred or Mr. Mitzelplick from uh from Superman. Like just this little all-powerful imp who could come around and say and do whatever they wanted because they were completely unstoppable and you couldn't do anything about it. Um but that's fine. I mean, I don't mind. Here's the thing that's the great thing about John Delancey is that he can handle, he can be scary when he wants to, but comedy, he is his timing he just knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh yeah, he's fu- he's hysterical, and but he also brings heart. Yeah, well, you I know, without like he's sometimes got that whole he range. sometimes he brings heart. I mean, I think that that my point is he's capable of it. I'm not saying yeah. in every single moment. My point is he can do that though, like because I mean yes. there are moments in this episode where he's genuinely just terrified. Oh, you know, guy. it is it is. I'm not going to say it's the best Q episode, but it's the best Q. It's one Q... of my favorite Q episodes. Well, yeah, what I'm going to say is it's the best Q in an episode, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, I, I like the first one with the Borg, and I like the Robin Hood one, um, and I like the final episode of Next Gen better than that this episode in terms of episodes. But in terms of the best, most well-rounded portrayal of Q. You like the Robin is... episode better, better than this one, really? I don't like Q better in that episode. But it's just that episode is is hits. I love and and again I'm stealing this from the Dusted podcast, but I love Bizarro World uh uh episodes. Like I love like when the cast has to be somewhere they shouldn't be. You know I like that. I like you know it's and I've really grown. You know it used to be Star Trek Four was my least favorite, but I've really grown to appreciate it and love it. Um, Oh, I love it. I I mean I I love. I love them in in a place they shouldn't be, and I just I I it's so funny, and the comedy in is so great. Worf is so great in that episode. Um, it, arguably, I mean, it's a funny episode. Don't get me wrong. If you were to ask my top ten favorite moments in all of Star Trek, including there are four lights, including the end of the inner light where he's crying, including Mister Worf fire, um, including you know Edith Keeler dying, including Cisco staring at the camera and go, I can't you. Know, you know, what, 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 what's he, what's he can, I can't handle it or whatever he's saying, you know, I can be fine with it, whatever he's saying that yeah, like, I can live like, with it. I can live with it. Thank you. Worf walking up to Jordy as Jordy's playing the mandolin without speaking, taking it out of his hand, smashing it against a rock, handing it back to him and going, sorry, is one of my absolute <laughs> favorite episode <laughs> moments in all of Star Trek ever. I don't and, know if I can agree to that, but it's funny. 
yeah, it's it's. Oh, you know, it was you know, it's the episode that came after it. It was, I think, it, it's. I don't. I, I think it was the one that came right after it. Uh, it was another great episode. It was the perspective episode, where basically, oh, where Riker's on trial. Yes, where yes. Riker beams oh, that's up so from the fun. station again, and then. That, and that's up. and that's almost like a bizarro word, world episode, right? Because when you're watching things happen in that trial, you're watching people behave and act in ways that they wouldn't normally do it. Like you know, yeah, like, like it's it's great because you see the first you get to watch Jonathan Frakes be a version of Riker. Looks, he never gets that looks about right, and then you see her testimony where like Riker is just like hitting on her and trying to force himself on her, and you're like, what? No, this fucking crazy pants. He didn't do that. No, like, I, that's I, nuts. I, yeah. Well, and that's what I like. It gives Frakes the opportunity to play something he doesn't normally get to play, and that is fun. Definitely, that's fun. And that's um, why it's like again going back to you no know, Riker not being such a good character. I mean, he's a great. He does. A great I never said job he's not such episode. a good character. He is a good character. He's a great character. He's a great character. Top ten or fifteen characters, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, we're not going to do that. So, so no, I want to like. So, for those of us who, for those of us who who heard who heard us heard heard us end the uh, intervention show um, last time, we ended. For those of you who haven't heard the episode, we ended just kind of like on this moment of like we were out of time, and and it was time for us to go do uh, to show the movie at intervention, and we were clearly hitting this wall. Um, and we were like, we were like, I'm Justin. I'm Alex. Check out, check out, bitches. And we walked in the other room. And then we were like, okay, shh, you got to be nice. And with a big smile on her face, say, hey, welcome to our movie. Enjoy our movie, blah, 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 blah. And then as the movie starts, like we just kind of walk out and we're like, listen, here's what I'm trying to like. The conversation continues. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. It was like one of the intervention um, workers who came over. He's like, you guys just should always have mics on because we just i don't even like we 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 started we like continued arguing about that and then we wound up like going someplace else entirely like sometimes i don't even know how we get where we get and it's he's just like always you should always have mics on i don't know how many times when you and i have just been like chatting as friends like you know on the phone or whatever randomly and we're like man we should have been recording that Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's like last time we did a show, uh, a remote show, which from your guys' point of view is two shows ago. Um, like it was just a like an hour. We talked for like an hour beforehand. It's just sometimes we do that. Um, but speaking of talking too long, uh, this has been a great grab bag. I'm glad you guys uh, hung in, hung in with us. Uh, next time, man, hopefully we get it all together to do that season seven wrap up uh, of of next gen. And uh, boy, it's so fun to be doing this every week. Now we love you guys. Uh, my name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. Truck off. Truck off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Truck off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it, if you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription, or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.